I've got a couple of main revenue streams when it comes to my business. So I've got the the two main revenue streams are my one-on-one client work. So that's like the agency side of my business. And then I've got the course side of my business, which is my 12-week Google Ads course called Profitable Promotion. So they're the two main arms. Hello, and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched-on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin, and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google Ads, and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Woomworker Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course, teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google Ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving, real housewives apologist, alongside my love of all things pop culture, and yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. Hello, welcome to this episode of Smart Online Marketing. This is a solo episode, just me. And I thought I would give you an overview on my business model, how I make money, where revenue comes from and all that sort of jazz, because I'm always curious about what the inside of someone else's business looks like. So I thought, why not? I listened to someone's podcast where they did this and I found it really intriguing So maybe that might resonate with some of you. And I know when you're looking at someone else's business, you're often like, but how, like what drives the money and what, what, you know, what goes on behind things. So I'm going to talk about that sort of stuff. And before I get into that, I am currently recording this. We have just onboarded like 172 students into my 12 week Google ads course, which has just been wild. We're at the end of week one and this will be released in a couple of weeks. So We'll be kind of nearly halfway through the program by the time this episode goes live, but it's been a blast. The students are going so well and I love, I love teaching Google ads. <laughs> I've been like in my element. So anyway, I'm going to talk about the few things I'm going to talk about here are my main revenue stream. I'm going to go into what those revenue streams look like, then some other added little bits and pieces. Now, I've got a couple of main revenue streams when it comes to my business. So I've got the the two main revenue streams are my one-on-one client work. So that's like the agency side of my business. And then I've got the course side of my business, which is my 12-week Google Ads course called Profitable Promotion. So they're the two main arms. And when I'm referring to one-on-one client work, that's when I am running the Google Ad accounts of my clients or Caitlin, my amazing, amazing team member, who I'll touch on in a second, she also handles clients. The client work is where we run the clients as the agency side. We do the actual facilitation of the ads and run that, the private account management. And then the course side, which is called Profitable Promotion, that is my 12-week Google Ads course, which Caitlin also helps me out on as well, a lot. They're the two main revenue streams. And for context-wise, in the 2019-2020 financial year, uh, they were even in terms of how much revenue both of those streams delivered. So it was about 50-50 split between client work and course work. That has flipped in, I'm recording this in March of 2021, and that's flipped for this year. So in the 21-22 financial year, or 2021 financial year, whatever it's called, I, that has flipped. So the course side of my business has produced double 
the revenue than the one-on-one client work. And that's been really deliberate in that we um, specifically wanted to scale back on the client work and scale up on the coursework. And that has proven to be successful. And now, so it's kind of tipped where about two thirds of the revenue comes from course enrollments and a third comes from one-on-one client work. So they're the two main arms. I then have some other little miscellaneous products that also drive some revenue here and there to the business. And one of them is my profitable promotion membership. So this is only available to students of my course that have graduated and they it's like an ongoing support. So included in the course, which I'll go into in, in a second, is like lifetime access to all the content and all the course materials. But in the post-course mastermind, it's a membership model. So students can pay a month at a time. They sign up on a monthly basis and they get access, ongoing access to Facebook support and coaching calls, Q&A calls, and also audits. So my team do audits on their Google ad accounts. So it's kind of like having a proxy account manager looking over or a mentor looking over your ad account. And that's only available to people that have been through the course. So that is not a huge part of my business. And it's something that we have so that if students need the extra ongoing support, we have the mechanism to deliver that. But it's not something that we actively try and push onto people. Um, It's just there if people need it. So we like to keep that small and intimate so that we can provide really hands-on support there. We also do one-off consults and audits. So I have a couple of, um, I get uh, people approaching me to do consult work for their agency or, or their accounts and or do audits on their accounts as well. So that's a little part of the business too. But again, that will probably be phased out down the line as we start to focus more on the revenue streams of client work and courses. Um, The ongoing, the one-off consults and the audits are great, but we're finding that they're cutting into uh, the ability to like devote enough time to the other areas of the business. So that's probably something that's going to be phased out. And then I also do ongoing consulting. So I have a regular consult client that I do fortnightly consulting for. And again, that's probably going to be phased out with the framework or with the knowledge that in a couple of months, I'll be ducking off to have some time off to have my third baby. And when I come back, I will likely be doing reduced hours and it will take me a while to scale back up to doing at the moment I do three days a week and it will take all three, I have three set work days a week. And at the moment, It'll, well, it'll take me a while to get back to that level when after having a baby, I anticipate somewhere between 12 and 18 months. And so just looking at uh, where my time is spent when I have like consults and things like that, even though I love doing them, it's also means I have to have either daycare or someone looking after the, the baby. And it just becomes, it's just harder to facilitate. Whereas with one-on-one client work or coursework, I can you know, deliver that at night or I can produce content at night or so um, it's a lot more flexible with my time. So I'm starting to look forward. I'm doing a lot of forward planning and thinking where I want to be spending my time long-term in the business. And so consults and one-off kind of jobs are probably going to get phased out of that plan. I also tested this year, I'm in the middle of delivering it at the moment. I tested a 12-week tight-knit mastermind called Launch Legends, which is for other course creators or soon-to-be course creators who kind of wanted to have a group that they could pick my brain on anything course-related and everything like that. So 
uh, I think 15 people signed up to that. And that was another little beta product that I tested this year um, that I love doing because I love talking about courses and launching and all that sort of jazz. So that was a little passion project of mine and, but not a huge in the scheme of things, not a huge um, part of my revenue pie. The most of that again, comes back to that client work and the courses. So I'm now going to talk through, now that I've given you an overview on kind of the key revenue streams of my business, um, I'm going to talk about the one-on-one client work because I think that is the part of the business that probably isn't really forward-facing. It's I keep a lot of that in the background in terms of on social media or on the podcast. I'm mainly talking about things from a course or from a student perspective. So the one-on-one client work I'm very in a very fortunate position that that is, has been entirely built on word of mouth referrals and it's not something I actively look to grow because again when it comes down to um, being a service-based business you know you are you can only reach a limit of uh, how many clients that you can work with at one time and also I have to be cognizant of the fact that if I only want to work a certain amount of days then I can only work with a certain amount of clients and there was there's a point tipping point where I need to kind of balance that between my core stuff. So I, I've sort of reached a point where Caitlin and I have had a discussion and we won't be taking on clients likely for the next year or so. So that's kind of where at our ceiling in terms of client management capacity. And that ticks along really nicely in the background. So we have our clients that we work with and we, I never see myself phasing out one-on-one client work out of my business because I'm a firm believer that if I am teaching other students how to use Google ads, then I need to be actively doing that myself. I've seen many courses in the past on different topics, including Google ads, where people are teaching um, others how to use them and use those platforms or use those skills. And they, they kind of haven't been doing it on the tools for a couple of years and a lot of it becomes outdated. So my course is really up to date and really at the forefront of the latest development. So I make sure that I need to have the skills and be polished on that sort of stuff. So the client work will always be a part of my business. I never see myself phasing that out, but I'm very, like I said, fortunate that I've got a a strong, healthy client base and I don't kind of actively plan on growing that. And also, um, I love the clients that I work with. So I'm, I'm really great that the clients that I work with tend to stay on for a number of years. I've, this business is about nearly, nearly two years old now, the client side of my business. And I've had half a dozen or so of those clients in the very beginning. So I don't really plan on doing much with that side. I don't have any grand plans to become an agency. I really like, I call myself an agency, like a micro agency, but I don't have any grand plans on hiring a huge team or anything like that. Uh, I'm just happy with that ticking along and just remaining steady. So then there's the core side of my business, which is the side that I'm actively growing. And the course, the main concept of the course is it's a 12 week course. So it includes 12 weeks of Facebook support and 10 weeks of course calls. And so it's a 12 week course where um, I teach businesses and digital marketers how to profitably use Google ads. So essentially taking all the skills that I've used over or I've gained over years and years of doing one-on-one client work and running multiple client accounts and working in a lot of different industries, taking those skills and creating a really dependable system and process that anyone can implement on their business to profitably use Google ads. So that is the core side of my business. And that has scaled incredibly quickly this year, um, more like more than I ever imagined. We've had a lot of growth. So the last course launch that we did was in October, 2020, and we had 87 students join for us, join us that round. 
And then we closed CART last week and we had 172 students sign up this time. And we actually had to cap that. We we capped it at 160 and then we let a few more sneak in. Um, but we kind of only promoted that we were going to enroll 160. We then inevitably, inevitably had a buffer because we knew that there were going to be some people that would want to join at the last minute. So we kind of had a buffer and we completely sold out of the course. And And the reason we have to cap those numbers is because we are really hands-on with support during the 12-week delivery. We have twice weekly coaching calls or Q&A calls, and we also do daily Facebook support. And I was looking at the numbers in the group. We're in, so we're only in week one, and already there's like 20 to 30 posts a day going out in the group. So that will likely escalate as the course moves forward. And then because we want to be really make sure we're responding to everyone and getting back to everyone in a timely manner. Um, you know, kind of say we get back to everyone within one business day and you've got the customer support and all that sort of stuff's on the top of that. And we're really tight knit small team. So um, we kind of had to cap the numbers and the growth has been exponential on the core side and something that totally for me came out of the blue. It felt like it reached, reached a tipping point where suddenly it was a lot more well-known and there was a lot of word-of-mouth referrals um, and that was amazing. So I'm going to go into a little bit how I get this, how I, I get students, but the, the core um, offer of the course is that it's seven modules teaching everything you need to know, step-by-step training, tech tutorials, it's got my exact optimization plan and all the scripts, dashboards and automation and reporting stuff that I use with my one-on-one clients. So it's, it's kind of takes the guesswork out of Google ads and you know, you've got a solid repeatable system that anybody can implement regardless of your tech skills or knowledge and prior Google ads knowledge or paid ads knowledge. So we've got a mix, a healthy mix of about 50% people are usually the business owner and about 50% are the digital marketer looking to upskill and then offer Google ads as a service. So I love training other digital marketers as well. And the incredible selling point and the value really comes in not only do you get the 12 weeks of support where we're really hands-on and it's high touch program but also you get lifetime access to all the course content any future upgrades you know if google changes has any ios 14 updates or they change you know they've recently phased out modified broad match as a match type or they'll change certain targeting options that content gets updated and you get access to all that updated content. So you kind of have like a digital security blanket in your back pocket because all that content's updated and you get the course content for life. So I'm so confident in that as a product. And it's just about what I've been learning over the last 18 months since I first launched it is about how to package that in a way that, and how to communicate that in a way that people can see the value and, and get results and things like that. And I think the reason why the course has had, and I will record an episode going over a full launch debrief with numbers and all that sort of jazz for those that are interested in it. Um, I will do that soon. But I think the reason why it's had a lot of growth recently is because there's been a, a like groundswell of word of mouth referrals, which was lovely. And my, my students will go out there's been about 500 students that have gone through it so far and they'll go out and they'll tell their friends or they'll tell their community and then those people will tell their community. And so it's gone, kind of been a really big word of mouth referral um, increase, which has been just wild. And so there'll be people in the course that know each other and it's like this little community in there. And that has made a huge difference. So word of mouth referrals and the quality of the product has been made the biggest difference. 
And the other ways that I get students besides referral and word of mouth are launching my course over and over. So I'll have people signing up to this round that maybe went through a webinar or a challenge that I did did a year ago. And they're now at the time when they're ready to invest and ready to join up. So growing my email list and getting just repeating the launch process has been a huge part in the growth of the numbers. And other things that have helped grow the course is this podcast. So I started this podcast about a year ago now. I think it's been going for about a year and I love doing the podcast and it's not just a way for me to teach about Google ads, which I actually rarely talk about Google ads on the actual podcast, but it's a way for me to have other guests on and for me to have students on and to talk about other areas of my business. And when you're buying from someone, it's also, you're also buying, you're engaging with them as a, as a personality as well. So it helps to get people to get to know me and then they see what I am about. And that's sort of way to so the podcast is also a good way for me to get students too. And you might have joined the course after listening to the podcast, social media. So I've over the last year put an effort into growing my social media, my organic social media. And that's a way also that students find out about me. I do guest speaking. So I do some guest workshops for other businesses and people with communities of um, maybe they have students or a course or a membership uh, that is of a similar audience profile as mine. So doing guest speaking or doing guest podcasts and things like that. But the main one really, apart from launching the course over and over, and obviously with the course launch, I do invest a lot of money into paid ads on the Facebook ad side of things. And like I said, I'll be doing a full launch debrief in the coming weeks. But aside from that, the referral word of mouth was a huge uh, growth for me for this launch, for this round. And things that have driven the success of the course. So first of all, the product, and this is, this is what I always teach my students as well, is that ads and word of mouth and other forms of marketing are fantastic, but the product really needs to speak for itself as well. So a good product will speak for itself and it needs to come back in the end to a really good solid product. So my product is really good. The course is really good. No amount of marketing spin or hype can get around if I had a crappy course. So it would eventually get found out. But my product's really good and it gets results for students. People then go and share that with people. So the product itself is a good course and I stand 100% behind the fact that it's the best Google Ads course out there. It's accessible and it's easy to use. So I'm, I step things out in a really logical and clear way and make it really easy for people who learn in different ways to consume the content. And I constantly, I commit to constantly updating and improving the training material. So tweaking things, changing things in line with Google's changes and updates, and that keeps the content fresh and also keeps my graduates engaged and going through the course as well and referring back to it. I also bring on guest speakers to complement the training. That's not a huge part of the success of the course, but it's just allows me to provide extra value to the students and the alumni as well. And back to the course being a good product is that during those first, so during the live portion of the course, which each student gets access to the live portion of the course, and at the moment it's 10 to 12 weeks of that support, and where we respond to all queries within one business day, we are really hands-on. It's got, we do Q&A calls. So we give a lot of support to the students during that live portion of the course. So we kind of clear our calendars on most other things and are really hands-on with that support. So making sure that we support the students to get really good results. So that is kind of like the 
behind the scenes of the course and how that's become a major revenue driver for my business. And like I said, it's had growth, year on year growth as well. It's more than doubled in terms of revenue. So it's experienced a huge rapid growth and it'll likely become more of a maintenance mode. I don't plan on launching the course for about 12 months because of maternity leave. So we'll just see how that ends up panning out, but it probably won't be a growth channel for the next year. And then we'll start to reinvest time into that. I also touched on, I've got an, on, uh, I did a mastermind beta round with um, other course people or people that other course creators or soon to be course creators that kind of wanted to pick my brain on all things and swipe my systems on all things building, launching and growing a course. So that was a small intake. I think there was 15 people that joined and I'm currently in the middle of that. We've got about six weeks left to go and that's been really fun. It's like I said earlier, it's been more of a passion project and something I really like to do. And I'm not sure whether I'll offer that again, but it's something that I've enjoyed doing. So when I start to re-enter working, in 2022, that's something I'll reevaluate whether I want to add that again to my portfolio, but it's been something I've really enjoyed. And I've got those consulting clients as well that I work with. And again, not sure whether I'll bring that back. In terms of my team and what helped me facilitate the different revenue streams that I've got. So I've got a f- one full-time employee. So I've only got the one full-time employee. And so she's with me, Rain Hail or Shine. She, her name's Caitlin. She's incredible. I've worked with her in a previous agency for, we've worked together for nearly like five years now, four and a half years. And then she came and joined me nearly a year ago and she's fantastic. So she helps, we sort of share the load with when it comes to client work and also the course facilitation. I do all the training materials and the strategic direction of the course and the launching, but she helps me with course support and running Q&A calls and things like that. So she's integral to the success of the course and also the ability for me to not have to work full-time hours. So I've got one full-time employee, and then I have two part-to-full-time virtual assistants. So their names are Lawrence and Jermaine, and they work with me on a part-time capacity. Jermaine's been with me for two years now, and Lawrence about nearly a year. She came on board just after Caitlin started with me. And their hours depend on the workload. So during course launch and course delivery, they might be on more, maybe they'll do 30 hours a week. And then when things are a bit quieter, maybe it'll be 15 to 20 hours a week. So it's just kind of fluid like that. And it's they're on as needed basis, but they have regular part-time uh, jobs that they do. Then I also have other contractors as needed. So I get a video editor to help me. Like I can do my video editing if it's a quick job and I just need something up and running. But if it's more complex or it's a longer edit, I'll get him to do that. So I've got another VA video editing virtual assistant. I have just recently brought on a tech specialist assistant as well so that I can get help with things like Zapier um, and have her set up some more of the automation side of the business, which previously I've been doing that stuff, which I love, but again, want to have someone else across everything there. I also hire on an as-needed basis someone like a script specialist to help me write scripts for my Google Ads clients or for my students and a copywriter as well. I've recently started working with copywriters to help me with my sales pages and that is something that I do on an as-needed basis. Also, last year I transitioned websites from, I sort of rebranded from sundaydigital.com.au to katiegriffin.com and I hired an online business manager, project manager to help facilitate that changeover. And that was a three-month project. And then we continue to work together on small projects um, as well. So 
again, contracting support when needed. So it, it actually, there's a lot of got support going on behind the scenes and it's not all me carrying out all of this at all. I've also got a WordPress dev, a web dev that works with me on a monthly basis to take care of things on the WordPress side of things. And then I've got my lovely podcast editor that works with me. I think that that's kind of my whole scope of my team. So I've got, just to summarize, I've got the one full-time employee and the two VAs that are kind of my full-time team or my my day-to-day team. And then I have bits and pieces that come in and out on an as-needed basis. My goals for the sort of foreseeable future. So my goals, I really did facilitate a really amazing course launch for, or course delivery for this cohort of students. Like I said, we've got 172 students enrolled. And then I'll be finalizing work and wrapping things up and moving on to maternity leave at the end of May this year. And don't sort of see myself coming back in a part-time capacity until at least the new year. And then I'll sort of see how that goes. I'll still be working behind the scenes and I'm going to record an episode on what my mat leave kind of plans are, but I'm not going to be doing any client-facing work or course-facing work or podcasts or anything like that until 2022. My goal is also to add more people to my team as needed. So whether that's a customer service side of the business or a community manager for the Facebook group, when I'm doing my course launches, that's something that I'll be deciding as well. So at the moment, Caitlin and I do the majority of the customer service. And that's something that maybe we'll look at having additional help on that side of things as well. And then some future projects. So things that I'm really keen to get off the ground is a client management course teaching students the system I use to streamline my one-on-one client management. So pricing, reporting, client comms, and all that sort of stuff, what it looks like to actually set up your agency side of your business and what sort of access do we request and all our systems on that side. So when my students go through the profitable promotion course, that's teaching them about how to run a profitable ad account. But I want to also teach them the systems and processes behind running a successful agency side as well. So that's something I'm really keen. I I did have plans to get that out before mat leave. Not sure whether that will happen now because the course launch went bigger and better than expected. So that will be my focus for the next couple of months. But I'll try and get some content created and then finalize that either when I'm on mat leave or shortly after I come back. I'm also developing a mini course, which is a taster version of my my big profitable promotion course. So developing a mini course that I will use to generate interest in the wait list. And I'm going to get that out in the next month or so. So that's something that I'm working on at the moment. And then just maintenance mode for the next year while I have my third baby. So the last two years really of building this business has been really fulfilling and really amazing, but also there's been a lot of growth and it I'm looking forward to having a bit of time to reflect and assess the current state of the business and what I like doing, what I don't like doing, and then be able to come back and focus more on, you know, what I like and what I do, and then maybe cut out some of the services, like I said earlier. So that is sort of like the goal of Matt Leave is to spend as much time with my baby, but also to kind of reassess and take a bit of a pause. And I'm grateful that I've got that opportunity to do that. And that's kind of my business model and where things are at the moment. I hope that was a helpful episode, just kind of see, you know, what drives the revenue, what the future goals are and what the team looks like. And I will be having other episodes about my mat leave plans, a full debrief of my March launch and some other bits and pieces. So 
Like I said, I hope this was helpful. You can find me at kgriffin underscore on Instagram. My website is kgriffin.com. And let me know what you thought of this episode. I hope it was helpful. And make sure you rate and review, and I will chat to you on next week's episode.